Welcome aboard the Power Up with Manal podcast, your go-to source for inspiring entrepreneurship, leadership, and mental fitness development. Get ready to push your limits mentally and come away feeling like a turbocharged version of yourself. Let's power up our lives. On this week's episode, I am so grateful and so honored to present Rachel Derushers. Rachel is the founder and director of Power to Pursue, a movement dedicated to amplifying women in diverse and vulnerable ways. She's also the creator behind Grateful Grams, which you've probably seen in your local grocery store and an incubator kitchen collective. Rachel is an advisor for the Queen City Game Changers, an executive leadership program for women. She's also, by no surprise, been recognized with numerous awards. She also was the emerging semi-finalist in Martha Stewart's American Maid Award. And she's not done this all without having a family. She's a mother of three children and she manages multiple businesses alongside her husband. I cannot wait for you to dive into this session. It will inspire you to not only be grateful, but also push through challenges and strive to live a happier life. Rachel, thank you so much for joining the Power Up with Manal podcast. You are such a light. I am so delighted to have you here. You are the CEO and founder of Grateful Grams. You started podcasting when podcasting wasn't cool yet. So you, <laughs> you're a trailblazer. Uh, you have um, an organization, what's it called? Grateful Gratitude, I believe. We have, we have the Gratitude Collective, and that kind of holds all of the things that I've been building, which I'm sure oh we'll God, talk we're about. Oh my God, we're going to talk about it now. Oh my God, thank you we're so gonna much. We're going to talk about it now. Yes, Share you. with us. What makes you? <laughs> I, what makes you awesome sauce? Since you're, you love food, you know the food industry. We're gonna label you awesome sauce. <laughs> we are doing all of the things. Like seriously, I say that I'm a serial entrepreneur. I started a company in 2010 called Grateful Grams. We make graham crackers. We've always said though that we're a gratitude company that makes a cookie. We're not a cookie company that talks about gratitude. Um, and so from there. Um, I built the Incubator Kitchen Collective. It's a nonprofit shared use commercial kitchen space that supports food entrepreneurs just like myself. Um, we have a new project under that umbrella called Good and Local, and it's a wholesale food show. And then all of that is really built into this Rachel DeRocher, and that's where I do speaking and consulting and have some other fun projects. And it's really where my number one passion is, and that's Power to Pursue, and that's our women's empowerment movement that we launched um, in the winter of, I don't know what year, I'm so bad with my years, um, 21. And so we had our first conference last year. We're busy building year two right now. And all of that makes up the Gratitude Collective. I'm going to be there. I was going to let you know. I've invited myself. I've invited myself. <laughs> it would be an honor to have you. We we just announced our keynote, Eve Rotsky, who wrote Fair Play. Have you seen? Um, I, she is like shifting the mental load for women across the country. And um, we're super pumped to have her. The feedback's been phenomenal. She's a Hello Sunshine Reese Witherspoon yes, yes. book club author. Yes. Um, and we are pumped. Oh my pumped, God, pumped. That, that is a good reason to be pumped. That is so exciting. So, okay. Tell yes. everyone why you started Grateful Grams, because I love the story. So I believe truly my core, Rachel DeRocher's mission is to spread the message of gratitude and build community. And so I was working in marketing, lost my job. Um, stayed home for a year and I joked that that was the year that all my laundry was folded and put away and like I was like that stay-at-home mom all dinners I did I was nailing it and then I also was like this is not 
bringing me that much joy, right? So I'm also a mom of three. Um, and when my daughter, who's my middle child, was born, she's my only girl, there was just this very big reflective moment of I can sit here and I can go, the world is your oyster, like go do anything. And then I was like, but wait what am I doing? Like, how am I putting that practice in? And so um, she was born in November of 2009. That February of 2010, I called my husband at work and I was like, hey, babe, I think I'm going to start a graham cracker company. And he, he was like, okay, let me know if you need anything. Like, <laughs> And literally we launched April of 2010 with a five and a half month strap to my back. And I just was I set out to spread the message of gratitude. We did events, we, we've done wholesale. It's really um, been the vehicle to get me here. That is so cool, like beyond cool. Thank you. And so inspirational. Like what do you tell others when you meet them, other women or even uh, men, I mean, this is really agnostic, a parent. You know, when they had, when, especially three kids, like I, I, I couldn't imagine, like I have two and I was like, wow. It's a job, right? Well, I think it goes back to the thing is, is that that's why I love gratitude. It doesn't matter who you are, what you believe, what color your skin is, what your sex is, like gratitude is for all of us. And, and, and it's one of the most powerful tools that we take advantage of that are, is at our fingertips. It doesn't cost you anything. Um, it doesn't take anything away from you. And really, it literally is as simple as reflecting at some point in your day, what am I grateful for today? And taking a moment to ask that ourselves that question, I would not be here building businesses if I did not have that practice. That practice has gotten me through investor fraud. That practice has gotten me through burnt cookies. That practice has gotten me through, you know, being a solo entrepreneur and trying to build really big things. Um, it's gotten me through, you know, lack of funding. I mean, it doesn't matter. It has been there as a focal point to say, keep going. I agree with you 200%. And it's so easy in life to kind of miss that boat. It's so like, it seems so simple, but so many of us do not practice or do not reflect on what we should be grateful for. And I think, you know, you, you, you nailed it on the head when you start changing the dialogue, because it's a mindset shift. When you start changing that dialogue and realize what you have in your life and the blessings that you have, it changes the way you're thinking about what you potentially can do, how you can approach situations, how you can rebuild yourself if you're in a place that's maybe feels unbuildable, right? And nobody's perfect. Like I bet nobody's perfect. There have to be moments where you're, tell us, tell us about, because a lot of people are facing this today, right? Mass layoffs. You've kind of been down this road. You have children at home. What 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 goes through one's mind and how did you persevere through it? Because you became superwoman after it. Again, I had a gratitude practice. My gratitude muscle when I let go, I literally said to my husband like this is going to be the best thing for us. Because again, like I believe that it's all divine. Every hill I have fallen down has gotten me here, right? And gratitude brings that. So gratitude goes, oh, wait, you just lost your job. And it's that and that we just push straight through life with. And I wanna stop 
and go for the and. I want to go, and I have a roof over my head, and I have a car that I can drive, and I have food in my refrigerator. Oh, wait a second. I have, like, a cup of warm tea. Like, it is those simple micro moments that actually help you. We're so focused on this big and doing big things, but literally it's the cup of tea my husband brings to me every single morning when we start our day that like is why I want to go out and do that, right? Like I have gratitude for that. And someone said, what it, like, is it bad that it is repetitive? And I said, no, like I would be sad if he didn't bring me tea every day, right? Like, I don't want to lose gratitude for that. So it doesn't work like that. Again, we want to control it. We want to bring it into this thing. And that's not what it is. It's for us to say, and. Well, that's because we're so preconditioned. We're so preconditioned with, and, and just let's take the example of your husband, which will derail from, you know, a business for a second. <laughs> This is now the love show with Manal and Rachel. <laughs> no, I love it. And he works with me. He works alongside me. We've he is he because he got let go as well. Um, and I remember the day he called me and he said, Rachel, I just got fired. Again, we it was all corporate transitions, um, companies getting purchased. And literally I I I said, This is gonna be so beautiful and divine. And then it was Did, really hard. Look at you crazy. And we <laughs> When you said that? Yeah, because for him, he was the man. He was the breadwinner. And, like, he just lost his job and his career. And he's got to support his family. And and it got really hard. It was really hard for us We because we had a brand new business. And then we had a baby. Oh, wait. And then we were having another baby. Our littles are 18 months apart. And so, but you know what? We held on. We had that practice. And now he's full-time um, with me. He joined the businesses in 2018, and he grows them right alongside me. Oh, I love that. I love that. And, you know, we talk about these preconceived notions. Like, you know, we read maybe a, a few too many um, romantic novels, watch these movies, <laughs> watch these movies. And so we, we grow up with this ideal of what a good relationship looks like, right? Um, or what the relationship is supposed to look like. And to your point, Rachel, which I love that you said this because maybe a lot of us need some of this level setting sometimes, it's the gratitude for what you have that changes how you think about your relationship, you know? Like my husband's, by the way, total opposite of me. Introvert as can be. Not the one that's going to, um, he tries, but not the one that's going to plan the most romantic, you know, trips and dates. <laughs> but then when I look back at it and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I, in the last 18 years, I haven't really done a lot of things because every morning my husband gets my coffee before I wake up. I never really fill gas because it's always filled. I don't even think about it. I don't even watch the gas gauge. I kid you not. The one time he was away from me, like I totally, my car stopped. I'm like totally embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, he's like, you didn't see the flashing red light. I'm like, I got a little spoiled. I don't know. Maybe I should be a little more grateful. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, honey. <laughs> or how they are with your, your family or your own children, right? I think we take a lot of things for granted. Um, I recently took my children overseas and I wanted my children to really understand what they have. And that's not discounting a problem. You know, when people say, well, but there are bigger issues in the world. Yes, 100%. 
And that's why we should be grateful for what we have. But you still have to deal with your emotions because you are also going through a certain journey, an individual journey, right? But I did take my children abroad. And I remember my daughter, who's 12, was sitting with me and, and I started talking to um, the waitress. And she was telling us how she's a refugee, how she had to escape her home. She can never go back, how her family was killed in front of her eyes, right? And my daughter is is looking at me in a little bit of shock because this girl was probably not even 18. And she was standing there with so much poise and so much ambition. Um, she's like, I'm waiting tables. I, I have another job in the morning, but I just enrolled in college. I am gonna be somebody. Like you could hear the hunger in her voice because she was grateful, even though she's been through so much, getting out of a bad situation. And she really, I mean, it is like, I think that changed, uh, hopefully it really changed the way my daughter thinks about things also. Because, you know, they get a little spoiled. They're in a first world country. My, my kids live in a very comfortable suburb, you know? Um, there's no traffic, There's no there are no challenges. I mean, they have their own, of course, challenges, but it's not like, a challenge. <laughs> they know where dinner is coming yeah, from. Yeah. Know, yeah. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, and, and so yeah. grateful, being grateful is so undervalued. Yeah, I think so. And I think that people think that like, they don't know how to do it. And I just have a hard time thinking that we as human beings don't know how to say I am grateful for, oh, wow. Right. Like I've got a blanket. I have heat. There's running water. Like, I, I am in all that I wake up and I have breath in my lungs, right? Like I just like I that that humbles me to be alive. Like how how incredible like we're in this moment right now with the technology and the access to people all over the world and we can bring ideas to life and we can right like wow how does it like what else do we need? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, true, true. That is true. That is hundred percent true. Um, what do you? How do you instill this in your children? How do you instill it in your home culture? Yeah, um, we we talk about it a lot, and it's funny because it's not. I d never want my kids to force it, and I always tell this story like. Um, one of our family practices, and I'll tell a little, it's called Roses and Thorns, but I remember when Ellis was like three and I was like, hey, Roses and Thorns, what, what are you grateful for today? And he was like, nothing. And I was like, yeah, cool, cool, right? Like, cause that's part of that, right? And so, so practices at home is one, meeting our people where we, they are, right? Their children, we can just have the conversation. And the way that we do that is our roses and thorn practice. So at dinner time, we go around the table and we share the best thing that happened to us and the worst thing that happened to us that day, right? Um, as a way to, for them to just reflect and be like, wow, someone held the door open for me or, whoa, I don't have homework tonight or, you know, and also I think it's important to teach our kids that it's safe to say this thing happened to me today, right? Because like, our kids are also seeing what we push through. And I think that they've tried to push through stuff. And what if we taught them that they can actually talk about some of the crap that goes on in their lives in a safe way. And also in a way that brings balance, there is good and bad. There is light and dark, there's joy and pain. Like that is the human experience. Gratitude's not trying to say, don't have a human experience. It's saying you can always shine light on the human right, experience. Right, right, right. 
So how do you, at your workplace, because that's a challenge. Oh, it's so integrated in everything. I mean, Grateful Grams, we, um, we put pack quotes on the backs of our packaging. We have a page on our website that you can go and tell people what we're grateful for. The incubator is solely like really heavily in that community space. Um, in any of my mentoring work that I do, we obviously bring gratitude practice to the forefront. It's in all of my writing. So if you follow me on social media, like I am heavily in, like I share that from a very deep, vulnerable space. So you instill it in everything that you do. Absolutely. Every, I say that it's the lens that I wear. So like, think of it as like my glasses, like everything has been built through spreading the message of gratitude and building community. If it does not bring that, like I don't build it. Yes. But I love how, I love how this is the message I took away and maybe advice for others that have businesses out there, right? Like you don't just have it ingrained in a people initiative, which it's like so corporate, right? Here's our people initiative. It's ingrained in your day-to-day -day of the business, the packaging, the website, the, the distribution, the how um, I, I think I saw somewhere, I don't know if it was a blog or you were talking about how even like your partners or your vendors, like I think there was like gratitude messaging going to like all of them and they were like shocked. Or I think I read a review that's, yeah. Yeah, like I've been in meetings with like the large corporations and we're talking business and I also go and you guys, let's just for a second before we dig in, like, what are we grateful for? Because it can be that simple. And again, we're all running. No one's no one's running more or less or harder or slower. We're all running. And so the ability to take 30 to 60 seconds out of our day to catch our breath is like monumental. Right, right. No, it is. It is. So how do you, you are so busy. How do you, what is your reflection or downtime or reset look like? Like what is, what is your outlet? For 2023, I committed to um, doing one thing a month that I'm not responsible okay. for. Um, I love that. So that is cup filling for me right now. Um, I did a virtual art class. I signed up for some yoga Ooh. classes. I'm looking at a pottery class. Like, um, and then um, I, we're, we are homebodies. I am, we, my husband and I joke all the time. We're so thankful that we're both homebodies <laughs> and so are our children. Like, cause we run all week, right? Um, so being home on the weekends, we love just lounging and watching a show together. I love nights out with my girlfriends and dinners. Um, we host a lot of things here. So I probably host something once a month in my home, whether it's a poetry oh, reading cool. to birthday yeah. parties to women gatherings. And because it just, I, that's cup filling it. It's my exhale to just be with my people in the safest space for myself. Um, and so all of that kind of just weaves together. Some weeks I do really well and other weeks are a shit show. Um, I've been really, my meditation practice has been fantastic the last oh, two weeks. Um, I love morning pages. I would highly suggest you reading the artist way. Um, it is for everyone it is not for creatives i think it's for the whole and it's just a really beautiful um practice that is an, an easy one so all all of that um and i drink a lot of water i know that sounds really simple silly but it's probably one of my best self-care practices is by getting a gallon of clean water in a day um 
I feel so good. Rachel, you sound, my, you sound like Renata. Energy. Now. You're doing meditation. You're drinking See? a lot of water. <laughs> That's it. Like I, I like that. There's the keys, right? Like we don't, we we don't need all of this stuff. We we need to like just listen. Like, and I think we're all dehydrated humans. <laughs> I think water solves a lot more problems than we think. It's interesting how like the smallest things have the biggest impacts. Seriously. Like it's so, so important, especially as we age and, you know, you're dealing with, you know, years of like toxins that you're trying to balance your body with. But when you are in balance, right, that's why yoga, I mean, I'm a big yogi, but when you holistically are in balance, you do walk a different walk, think a different thing, right? Have a different sort of energy about you. And I, I think that's important. I mean, contentment is important. And um, I had a wonderful mentor. I remember on my 30th birthday, I had probably, I mean, I've had a few mental breakdowns, but this was, this was huge. <laughs> this was, like this was huge. Okay. We're talking about like, yeah. you know, I, I had my daughter, I have a toddler. I was managing about 400 people at a large financial institution. And in order to get promoted in my mind, I wanted, I just thought I had to go do my MBA and it had to be at that moment. And I went and did my MBA all in one. Like all, I didn't even like think, I didn't even, you know, what's scary. I didn't even hesitate. And the, I realized, you know, one before, I used to be very prideful of that story. And I used to tell it and I'd be like, look what I did. And then, and then I grew up and I was like, oh my God, what the heck was wrong with me? What was wrong with me? I literally took myself into a swirl, not didn't even realize it because I was so busy, of deep down, almost like emptiness. I was empty. I was like a machine that was just going. I didn't stop. I didn't breathe. I didn't reflect. I used to say this saying, which is very horrible. Um, who needs sleep anyway? What? I actually, yeah, of course we need sleep. We are uh, a human and um, like very horrible. Like the things that I, now I'm so embarrassed of some of the things that used to come out of my mouth. But I had a coach and he told me at that time or more of a mentor. And he was like, Manal, what does your silence sound like? I was like, I, I was like, what do you mean? He goes, what does it sound like? when there's nothing, zero, no noise. And I tell you, and that was when I got into meditation. And the first day I meditated, I realized I wasn't on the right path because I literally, I think cried for an hour by myself because it was all bottled. And this is why we face anxiety and depression and burnout, like it's so real. Yeah. And I think that's, I think, and we're conditioned, we're conditioned. We've been told there's one seat at the table. We're conditioned that we have to do it all. I mean, right. I go, it goes back to like, as the mothers were working outside of the homes, we're working full-time inside of the homes. Right. And are we asking our partners for that kind of help? And I have an incredible partner who carries 75% of the household load 
right? Um, but I think it's also, it goes back and why I'm so committed to growing Power to Pursue is to finally like create a space for women where these conversations can come to the forefront because that's what we're seeing is we're all thinking it we're all feeling it. No one's really talking about it. No one's telling us how to do better. I mean, I think that's even why I'm excited to have Eve come in for the summit is that she, she's going, she has a system and it is working to help shift the mental load. And that, that creates access, that creates equity. Like, that's a game changer for us who wear the badge of like, I can do it all or look at me, I'm doing everything. Like, and I, I will tell you, I get anxious when people ask me what I do. Um, and when I do an introduction, I will speak very quickly through all of the things that I'm building. And it's not from a sense of pro like, I'm so proud. It's from that sense of like that, Oh my God, you're so busy. How do you do it all? Oh, and that's not what's happening, right? Like one, I have a team. Two, there's stuff that's not getting done. Oh, <laughs> right? Like let's just like let's there's be real things about it, that right? aren't getting done properly. Right. And so there there has to be fluidity and we have to be able to talk about it. Um, and I am actively going, yes, I know I have too much and I'm building different systems right now that it's been lifted to say okay here are the team it's and but that just takes time and i think sometimes you just have to keep pushing the boulder up the hill you know and i'm finally at a spot where like i'm resting with the boulder i'm not pushing and i'm going cool now i can bring people in and they can help me push the boulder rest of the way but i but i think that's also part of the entrepreneur journey is when you're going into a business for yourself, you have to all of a sudden learn how to do every single thing. You have to be the janitor and the bookkeeper and the owner and the sales force. Like, and, and it takes time. Anyone that is an overnight success is one, not telling the truth. Um, there's what that 12 to 10 to 13 years of back-end work that's taking place. And so I encourage any of us who sees these people overnight and are like, oh my God, look how great they are. Like ask their story because something happened inside of that decade of growing businesses that revolutionized them, that helped them keep going, that, like pivotal. And if they share that, it gives us all hope and keep going. Right, right. No, I 100% I agree. And that's the problem, right? Because we we read sort of these success stories, the um, how people broke through the matrix and, you know, made it right. But it there's 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 a lot that got them there, right? There's there are moments that are not talked about. There are deep, dark moments sometimes, right? And you don't see those. And I think it's important that people start sharing it and talking about it. And this is why, you know, your your organization, podcasts are bringing out, right? Because individuals are sharing the good, the bad. And, and it's almost like at some point in our life, I don't know why, if you were a business owner or a leader, it was like taboo to talk about when you were not perfect or when you did make a mistake or when you were vulnerable and had emotion or you were, you know, stressed to the point where you couldn't make a decision. It's better to realize like, hey, I'm not in the right mindset today. 
I am going to delegate this. Team, can you guys help me? Today I need help, right? Solution this problem, see what you guys come up with, and let's reconvene tomorrow, right? That in the long run has so much more impact than just plowing through. You know, just plowing through. And that dialogue needs that dialogue needs to change. It's so important. Nick, you hit it. So tell us a little bit about power and pursuit. Is that what it's called? Power to power pursue. Power to pursue. So tell us about this. Yeah. How is it organized? How do women join? What's the what? <laughs> so you can go to our website. It's powertopursue.org okay. and read all about it. But we launched it here in the greater Cincinnati region as a women's empowerment movement, um, creating a safe space for women to be seen, heard, and loved in. I don't need to build a networking conference. I don't need to build a business summit. I need to build a space for women to just come and show up in. And then we build this incredible, beautiful story together, right? And so um, the day... The conference is in May. It's May 5th here in Cincinnati at the incredible, beautiful music hall. Um, we will have over six breakout, six breakout sessions taking place that day. All of the women attending will be able to pick the two they want to attend. Um, you get a headshot, you get boxed lunch. Um, we have an incredible VIP experience and we joke like these are the best swag bags in the world. Like they're really legit swag. And then um, we have We'll do some panels. We've got an embodiment workshop. We've got a woman who will do meditation with us to get us all present before we start the day. And my goal and intention is that women come and show up and receive. They feel, they feel like they're part of a community. Um, and it's really incredible. Procter & Gamble's our presenting sponsor on this project. Um, and it's, so it's really phenomenal that corporations are really coming out of the woodwork saying, we see you and the work that you're doing and we want to support it. Um, and through that, we've launched a program with a local brewery here, which is kind of cool, Mad Tree Brewing. Um, we do a monthly event called the Ascending Women ser event series. Um, and then I am working with P&G on a project called the Queen City Game Changers, and it's a women's leadership um, group, I, I got to find that right word, um, but basically it's a four-act series where women from across our region are coming together to get executive coaching and training, and so I'm an advisor to that, and I kind of rep the entrepreneur side. And so it's really cool. All of that is now part of this Power to Pursue group and community that I'm, I'm building, um, and we're talking about next year, how do we get to a two-day conference so that we can start bringing more people like yourself in from outside of the region and building this at, for an, at a national level? Because I think women across the country need to know what we're building and to feel like they can be part of it. Um, yeah, so it's really cool. I'm really thankful and it's, it's a dream come true for sure. I love two things. One, regardless of what it is, right? If we take away what you're doing, which is incredible, um, you can hear the passion and I think biggest piece, almost like self realization of your passions in your voice. That is critical because I think we approach things as a job, a task. But when you when you go for things that you feel like you are really meant to do, it's it's a part, it's integrated in your life. 
And I, uh, it's, it's such a shame how we were conditioned to like have work and life, right? And even life was compartmentalized into like, you're a mom, you're a father, you're a, I don't know, daughter, blah, 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 right? Like all these compartmentalizations, but life is holistic. It is your it is your circle, and because of all that, I think segmentation, we forgot to bring it together. And when you do and make it a everything is integrated, right? I feel like it 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 changes it changes a lot in how you approach life. And it I know I'm working on that, and it's 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 made me I think more at peace too. I am okay with being a heart centered creator and. I have had so many doors slammed in my face. I've been told that I don't belong. And, right, there's that and again. Like, and I kept showing up for myself. You know, 13 years ago when I literally, I joke, like, we literally made a brown square, right? Like, that was my cookie. It was a graham cracker. It was a brown square. And to take this brown square and now be building a conference and impacting thousands and thousands of women, like, cool. And it's gratitude is just, gratitude's been my my light, right? I just keep following that and this is how it unfolded for me. So do, do you have a, you have grams and you have gratitude, do you have a tattoo of the letter G anywhere? <laughs> no, I don't, not yet. Not yet, I love it, not yet. <laughs> not yet. Um, and you know, the other thing that's super admirable, when you came up with your concept for the cookies, the graham crackers, you also did it in a market that was saturated with um, popular graham cracker, I guess, brands, right? And I, I feel like I, I say this because most, most individuals, right, the first thing that's thought of is, well, it's already so popular. There's already so many people making it. The shelves are already occupied. I love how you took your idea and you were like, no, I'm going to differentiate. I'm going to put it on the shelves just with the others that are popular and we're going to make this work. Is that, that's entrepreneurship. I mean, we're problem solvers, right? Like for me, the problem I wanted to solve is that I think more people need to have a gratitude practice. Like that's the problem that I, I want to solve every single day. And my first vehicle for solving that was a cookie because everybody loves a sweet treat. So yeah, that is, that is just amazing. Yeah. Um, Rachel, I don't know if I know this. Have you authored any books? There is one in the works. I met with a publisher here um, a few months ago and post-conference, I've got half of it written, but post-conference, I will, I will open it back up and get back to work on it. Um, so goal is that a book will be published in um, 2023 alongside with a gratitude journal. Oh my God, that's that's amazing. Well, you know, it is times like this um, that are reminders, right? And I want to thank you because I, you know, you get busy. We all get busy. I'm in the process of, you know, putting together a business plan to launch a whole new business, right? And and in right. my in my speed and lack of time that I'm creating for priorities, I've also sort of lost my gratitude um, practice. And, you know, uh, I've also realized, I've also been on an emotional hiatus since then. <laughs> That's right. No, and so again, right, like divine timing for this conversation, because 
today you can begin again. yeah exactly that's that's the whole thing that's the whole thing like that's the whole thing um you know it's funny because it doesn't judge you for forgetting right. about it but it's there when you're ready right that's yep. the thing you can't like live it, being in the present and starting now is okay and i think we, we that's a lesson we all need to take with us that it's okay to start if you didn't do it yesterday if you haven't done it all your life oh well you can't go back I joke all the time. Nike was really onto something with that slogan. Just yeah, do it. Yeah, just do it. Honestly. Like we've got this one wild and precious life. Like, please do not let it pass you by. Like that is my, my request. Anyone listening to this, if there's something tugging at your heart, listen to it. Cause life's too short and, and, and life is too it short. Is. Yes. Yes. So. You, you know, you embrace being who you are. And I love that you are, you are true to yourself. A lot of people face that they have to change themselves to fit in, right? Um, cultures, workplaces, right? It just, it happens. Um, what is your advice or thoughts to people who are struggling with that? You know, like they feel like they can't be true to themselves. The world needs you. I tell my kids all the time, you are kind enough. You are smart enough. You are special enough you are beautiful enough, you do enough. And so I just think it's that reminder that like you've been given this unique body and this unique voice and this unique system of beliefs. And if you're willing to share that, it will impact somebody. And, you know, we talk about it because our immediate, the ego takes us into the space of comparison. And this is for the woman who's a stay-at-home mom or the dad who is in a career shift. It's for the corporate. It's for, it doesn't matter what Matt. And I tell my kids this all the time. I want you to be happy. I want you to feel joy. Like life is hard. Like that's just part of this going through these experiences, loss, grief, career changes, having children, like what all, any of that, like it, it's work, right? And so are you doing things to support your joy? And so ask yourself, like, what makes me happy? For me, this season of my life, laying in bed, watching Netflix makes me happy. And so I'm good with that. And so again, it doesn't have to be this I love social media and I think it's the downside of social media is that we've glamorized everything. Like I don't need matching $700 pajama sets to feel relaxed. I just need my 25 year old sweatpants and like a cup of hot tea and I, and, and my people. Right. And so again, if there's something telling you that you're not good enough, inquire what that is and 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 get rid of it because you are good enough right so in this in this age right now in our workplaces we have we're shifting right and leaders who have led very powerfully and 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 been influential in offices are are not talking about this but they're struggling because now their teams are remote and bringing your bringing your influential human self in a remote environment is a little more, I would say you have to be more purposeful, right? Because you're no longer walking in a room, right? You're no longer, you know, getting everybody together for a quick huddle, right? Like things are changing. Um, you do this really well 
Do you have advice for, you know, all these corporate leaders who are struggling with this? Well, I think it's even this, like I buy the fun glass. These glasses make me happy, right? My, I have neon green frames and like I, I, so I think there's ways that you can shine and bring who you are to the forefront. And if you're being judged inside your workspace for the sweater color you chose to wear, you think there's a bigger issue, right? And so like, again, are you happy? What makes you happy? Be it my girl, my, one of my dearest friends just ordered Wonder Woman glasses. She works in corporate, the corporate space and she's on, right? Again, she's like, these make me so happy. Like I love wearing them. Wonder Woman is her like hero. And so like permission given that you, and I think the more that you allow your authentic self to show up in those spaces, you actually can do more impactful work because you're not, you're actually there to do the job versus they're going, am I good enough for this job? You've already got the job. You're good yeah. enough. And if like, you're in an environment where you cannot bring your authentic self, then while you're there, you have to also run a side rail to figure out, okay, where do I go where I can be? You know, if you can't change it, you have to shift, right? And I think that's a mistake a lot of us made. I also thought I had to conform to a certain look, uh, feel, the way I approach leadership um, in a very, you know, sort of non, you know, inclusive world, right? Like you couldn't really bring your whole self to work. I couldn't even wear my natural hair to work, girl. <laughs> girl they were like, who is this Shakira up in here? Like it just didn't bode well. And I remember like, I just would not go to work with my curly hair. Like I almost had PTSD on having my curly hair. I should have embraced my inner like diva. <laughs> and I think that's something, I think, again, I think that's a blessing of the pandemic. I think that women, and I think just humans across the world are finally going, wait a second, this is who I am. And we're, um, you, I see that, I see that shift of, people finally feeling safe enough to be in their skin. And again, like, I, I can't really speak on that. Right. So, um, I am super grateful for the people that share these stories of triumph of, of uncovering. And I, again, I've gone through my own iterations of being confident enough to use my voice or being confident. I went through my, I only have, I can only wear black clothes because that's what, it looks like right and i'm like that's not who i am it actually makes me really it sad. does me too and so like <laughs> too. i, I want to wear i remember when my closet was like black beige i don't know navy blue <laughs> um oh my god when i changed that and i embodied because it wasn't about the clothes it was about embody embodying myself i was I was happier in my own skin when I was able to represent myself through my passion, I guess, you know, and I had a certain style and I just sort of went away from it. I'm not a, I'm not a gap girl. It's never, I'm just not. Kudos to everybody that shops to gap, nothing against gap is just not my style. <laughs> right. No, you know? totally. And I, I totally get that. I, I, I love that. So Rachel, yeah. we, man, mm -hmm. we could talk forever. You, you Thank you for your light. You shine the light. And I, this is Friday Thank afternoon you. and you know, I've had a pretty rough, I'll be honest, rough week. And I am, I am moving today 
in a different direction. And I'm bringing back the things that I know I need to bring. We all know this. Um, and I only say this because I have people in my life that, that know I'm strong and I persevere. And I want people to know that you could be seniored and tenured in your career and have a bad batch of time, you know? You could be at your lowest point, even though you are at your highest, you know? Um, it's okay. And I, I love that you make it okay. Um, are there any parting words for our audience today? No, join us. Follow us on, um, on Instagram and social, Power to Pursue. I'm at Rachel DeRocher and um, come be part of the community we're building. It's been an honor being here with you this last hour and chatting it up. So thank you so much for having thank me. Thank you, Rachel. Next time I see you, I want that G tattoo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> thank you for tuning in. On each episode, we will continue to bring on successful, dynamic individuals to dig deep and share stories that will inspire you to power up your life. This show is packed with unrivaled storytelling and no reservation advice. Tune in now by searching Power Up with Manal wherever podcasts are found. Please show us just a little bit of love by leaving a review and hitting that subscribe button. This helps our small production get reach and voices heard globally. Let's power up together, baby.